The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Happy Tuesday, everybody. You're watching Splash Pages, our comic book club. And uh, that's always powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. We've got an awesome show for you today. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. And as always, Velvet Joker. How's it going, my friend? It's going great. Good evening. We got a thanks week. Thanksgiving week upon us, and uh, everybody's ready to stuff their faces with mashed potatoes and uh, stuffing and gravy. Indeed. Yeah, love the gravy, love the gravy. Drew, my friend, how's it going? I'm good, ready to just cut the turkey, continue Rich's metaphor about Thanksgiving things, sweet potatoes, yams, marshmallows, uh, string beans, um, pie, pumpkin pie, apple pie. With uh, a la mode. Um, has to be a la mode. It has to be a la mode. Um, as, as long as those uh, marshmallows don't uh, come alive, right? No one even. We're not going there yet. <laughs> and and as always, 
good evening to our Jeremy. commenter, Jeremy. Thank you, sir. Uh, nice to see you or hear you. Huzzah. And everybody else, too. Um, we have a good show for you. We're yeah. going to be talking about Thanksgiving comics. Um, so when everyone's watching the game, the dog show, or the parade, no matter where you are, we're going to be reading or probably debating what Thanksgiving-themed uh, content we will be watching. I thoroughly cannot wait till we talk about things that we definitely watch every year for Thanksgiving. Um, but how are you guys doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah. It's, Not complaining. Uh, so, Leo, uh, just so our viewers know, you got to live the good life today by enjoying a great movie in a movie theater where there was only you and one other person, very, very rich, very cultured. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, mm -hmm. I was, I was lucky, you know, it was, uh, you know, everybody knows I'm a germaphobe and with the, you know, uh, are you really? The, and, uh, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I a, know that. Oh, I, I'm, I, Oh my yeah, God. yeah. Matter of fact, like going into hospitals, I, I can't unless I'm like the person going to the hospital. You know, I used to keep like a big can of like uh, uh, um, Lysol in my car, you know, and just douse myself with Lysol. Yeah, it's uh, wait, wait, wait. a man who used to chop heads off of snakes is a germaphobe. Oh yeah, yeah. Did, did that happen later in life? Yeah. Did you no, did you develop not... a con a, like a you know did you is it like you know how in Indiana Jones he wasn't scared of snakes. And then he fell into a thing of snakes, and then he was afraid of snakes. Like, did a snake teach you like germs? Uh, no, it was. I've been a germaphobe before to snakes. The snakes was, uh, you know, just it was survival, you know, and trying to keep my my at that time my fiance happy, you know, and safe. So, uh, I, yeah, I I just want to ask one time she comes on, so we can say thank you. For loving him so much more than we ever could. Yeah. Oh my God, I have no idea how she put up with me. There, there was one time where I was about to go live, and uh, uh, she calls me frantically, crying, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I had to like abandon the live stream and go down and see <laughs> what happened. There was this huge snake crawling up the side of the house, and she, she, yeah, uh, that that night she stayed at her parents. Oh, uh, I, I just imagine you'd be like, really? This? It'd be like five minutes and I'll get back on the kind of thing. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> the funny thing was I I, uh, I pull it off the house and I dispatch of it. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I well, what with with the axe and, uh, you know, I had to run back to the, up to the show and I forgot it. And we had uh, a guy that was uh, working on replacing the windows because we were trying to find out how the snakes were coming in. Uh, <laughs> and he, a real movie there. It's, you're dieharding it for snakes. Oh, oh my God. He, he saw the snake and he was on the ladder at the time when he was like climbing down. Scared oh, him shitless. He fell off the ladder. He didn't fall far. It was just, you know, a couple feet. But yeah. Never sent a rando to do a snake wrangler's job. Am I right, Leo? Yeah. Yep. 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 You know. Oh, speaking of, um, Jeremy wants to say that because of your dedication to snakery, you are indeed mucho macho. You are a real man. Why? Um, I, I just imagine as you were talking this, the Walking Dead theme was playing through my head. Just very dramatic. 
you know, and I was just thinking, boy, he's got to be lucky that there's not like a snake mafia or something like like anaconda sized suckers don't just like we remember you, snake man. I I I bet they do. You know, I I I, uh, I took out several uh, several generations. So it's yeah, uh, like the Punisher of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I have an image of Leo like with his arm out, with an axe in his hand. And just dead snakes all around him, and a woman like wrapped around his leg. And he's wearing like sort of tattered tan clothes. Yeah, I could just, he's gonna have like a really cheesy line too. It was like, yeah, I bet you like to see my death rattle. <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, I love you guys. You, you, you know, just <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but I will say this because. Obviously, you two know I saw it Thursday. Yeah, you know, full get up. Uh, just to premise it, uh, uh, preface it, no spoilers. Absolutely. So, so anybody watching, you know, just uh, we Do don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, unfortunately, part of it was spoiled for me. Um, oh, you know, really? The ending. Uh, <sighs> I'm not going to say anything. Okay, so uh, then let's say what we can. Yeah, um, I would like to start that. To me, this was a, a fantastic Ghostbusters film. As a fan, as someone who very much, if you ever met me in full getup, I very much care a lot about this franchise. This movie, to me, was a wonderful love letter to everyone who made the first two. Um, I think, as me personally. I, I said best on my Facebook. I really do encourage people to go out and make their own opinions about it. Um, critics, they're entitled to their opinion, but their job is to criticize. And it's really up to you to make your own opinion. And I always say the best thing to do is just go and see it for yourself. And whatever opinion you have, you have. And if you loved it, awesome. If you didn't, that's fine too. It's your opinion. But as a fan, um, I laughed. I loved I cried, and in the end, I was satisfied. Rhyme is unintentional, but proud to be a Ghostbuster. That that was my review. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can't really say it better than that, but yeah, it, it, it's... I absolutely loved it. It, it was, you know, definitely an, an homage to, uh, to the other two, like you said, but it, it's mm -hmm. just... Without spoiling it, it it's... Uh, yeah, it, I, I was in tears for, for several parts of the movie. And it was just, mm -hmm. yeah, it was definitely, you know, so, some humorous parts. But uh, the, the overall story and how they tied everything in and how uh, the post credit scene, which we're not going to talk about. But there uh, are two, everybody. Two. Yes. So stay. Yeah. Stay. And, and the last one is very important because it, it does... <clears throat> it does... Uh, we, we could possibly see more stories. Right. Yeah. But, but speaking of something that all three of us has is our, our, uh, our friend from the circus has finally seen one of the long-awaited MCU films he's won. I believe that would be Rich. You finally saw Shang-Chi. I did. It's on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. And uh, What'd you think? I, I really enjoyed it. I, I watched it uh i guess sort of twice now mm -hmm. um uh looking for easter eggs and things mm -hmm. uh 
I mean, from the trailer, I told you I was excited about seeing Razor Fist, who they actually don't ever name, but you know, we we see it on the screen. Yeah, and, and we know, yeah, we know we exactly. Know. Um, but no, I thought it was cool. Um, I was a little nervous about the retconning of uh, Shang Chi's father being uh, Win Win something Win Yu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, aka the um, uh, the Mandarin. Yes, Jeremy, I too love the Abomination and Wong. Huge fan of Wong in this um, thing. We got a couple of good Wong scenes. Oh yeah. Benedict Wong, in my opinion, is one of the best parts of the MCU because not only does he steal the show anytime he's in the scene, but he clearly enjoys being the character and it shows in his performance because in the comics, Wong has that persona of he evolved from being what he originally was, which was a valet and a sidekick to Stephen Strange in that era of Kung Fu movies and such, which he evolved to being someone of just as equal footing as Dr. Strange. So his enemies don't just like, Oh, just your little sidekick, you know, kind of how villains used to brush off Robin or other sidekicks. They're like, no, no, Wong is just as much of a threat as, as Stephen Strange is. And I think they definitely got that. And I got to be honest with you. I'm every once in a while, I'm just going to want to be like, we could do that. Or, and then just cue Hotel California. <laughs> right, right. And then the the beautiful correction of the beautiful way they corrected Iron Man's 3, The Mandarin. Yes. 100%. That was one of the best parts of it. And, um, and, and we're spoiling her at this point, right? It's been out for a long time. It's on I mean, Disney it's, Plus for it's a few been, days. It's been, uh, guys, we can agree it's been about a month or two, right? About two months, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. It, two so, months is, is more than enough time to see it. The return of Trevor Slattery. So Perfect. this here, uh, and if you missed it, uh, I think it was um, Iron Man. Uh, was it the Iron Man three DVD where they included two, three? Oh, three. Um, three. The Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Yep. Yeah, where yeah, they return of the king short, short yeah. absolutely um, right, which uh, showed that the interviewer was actually there to assassinate uh, Trevor on behalf of the Ten Rings, right? So uh, yeah, that was super interesting to you know because everyone was so mad that they got Ben Kingsley, and his character was kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Instead of the commanding, you know, ex- expecting to see this character with the 10 yeah. powerful rings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know I was super disappointed as a fan. Right. Um, but to bring this full circle and to make that character more interesting and that he had, uh, was it Norman, the little monkey with no head? Yeah. Um, that that it, he thought it was <laughs> a hallucination. And it turned out he was a real creature. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was yeah. Uh, and then of fun. Um, I I love the classic kung fu, um, yeah. jumping through, but with modern um, weapons. Mm-hmm. And I love the dragons and the monster, and it was cool. And I wasn't sure I was gonna like the rings being bracelets and them all pretty much having the same power, but perhaps that can evolve to unlocking different powers and different ones of them, hopefully in the future. Yeah. 
My only criticism is that I feel that while I like the actor who played Shang-Chi, I feel like sometimes he's a little bland. So I'm hoping that they give him, his character develops a little bit more. But then when I'm thinking about the character, the character, I want to say is one dimensional, but he didn't really evolve until later because he was very much a character of the Marvel time, similar to how uh, Iron Fist and even um, Luke Cage were very evident of a time in history and pop culture. But even them, they've evolved, you know, to be different things. Um, also, I just want to point out, I, I have always been a fan of Iron Man 3. The one that I always thought was was a bit overrated was Iron Man 2, to be quite honest. I felt, you know, and again, I only saw it twice, um, two times. And I just feel that, to me, it was just trying to do too much... Um, the villains were very, you know, I still think there's a chance Justin Hammer could come back and I would love to see Sam Rockwell just come back out of nowhere and rock it. I think that would be awesome. I, I, I thought is confirmed Hammer's coming back. I think he is, but I'm just saying like, yeah. I've always said, you know, he, he didn't fall under what for a while was the Marvel curse was if you're a villain, you're going to die in your movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Shang-Chi, I thought... Definitely was good. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I didn't feel I needed to see it more than once, um, which is fine. You know, a movie is a movie. Um, but I liked it. I thought it did great for the genre. I was also glad Aquafina's character wasn't what I thought it would be, which is kind of like, oh, hey. Like, I feel like Aquafina kind of became another Hollywood, like, stand in like oh we need this kind of person let's just get her kind of like what kevin hart has become you know like we and and she really breathed some good life into the character it was very real she wasn't just hi i'm a sarcastic plucky sidekick you know she contributed apparently right. there's a uh deleted scene that's uh rather important with her in it uh it's her, yeah her and uh you said it was razor fist the guy with the sword arm Mm-hmm. yes uh yeah it, it's uh those two together and it's so, basically giving each other like a pep talk you know she's like saying she can't do it and he's like uh you know hey i've seen you work and you're better than most of the men on my crew or something like that um mm. so uh i'm sure we'll get that on disney plus at some point absolutely but Drew, in in uh, response or just uh, another perception of where you thought that Sam Liu was a little bit flat, I thought that was sort of intentional because he was still figuring himself out. And it was a little bit of like a buddy movie with him and Mm -hmm. Aquafina, where he was the straight man and she was the comedic partner. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, I mean, again, this is the first time we're seeing the character. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's also funny because I think they had a meme like, oh, hey, you just got cast in a Marvel movie. They're going to have a scene where the character is usually, a, 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 you know, when it's a guy, he takes his shirt off and he is freaking ripped. And right. I was just like, yep, that's going to happen. We got to you got to see. The second you get in a Marvel movie, you hit that gym like a hurricane. <laughs> have you seen his uh, uh, what's the actor's name? Sam Liu, I believe. Sam Liu, yeah. He's got a good sense of humor. I want to give him that. Oh, oh, great sense of humor. Did you see his uh, Sam Liu cut of his fight? No. Is it funny? 
<laughs> it's hilarious. He he took the fight and then uh, edited it where like every other shot he's it's the shot of him being kicked in the balls. <laughs> and he, he posted it uh, with hashtag no nut November. Dear God. Dear That's sweet pretty funny. God. Yeah. That is pretty funny. Yep. But yeah. So that was that was that was good. Um, I also, since we're talking about movies before we get into the comics, I also want to give a special shout out. The Jurassic Park Dominion trailer came out today. Uh, it's five minutes. Um, I didn't know what that I was, was expecting. Trailer. Yeah, but I like what I see because I think it has a great homage to the past and a nice homage to what we're going to see in this because, again, this is following the events of Fallen Kingdom in which we see that the dinosaurs are now out in the wild. So we're going to see more and more of them and humanity in some way trying to exist in the same world again. And as you can tell, that is going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So definitely some interesting things. But uh, the trailer got me a bit more hyped because I don't think I ever actually saw all of Fallen Kingdom, which is surprising because Jurassic Park is in my top five of movies that changed my life. Yeah. Um, Fallen Kingdom was a little, little tough. Um, I, I know it's CGI, but the whole, you know, with that brontosaurus at the dock crying as the planet, uh, not the planet, but the island. Oh yeah. The planet, you know, planets yeah, getting smothered yeah. by a volcano. Yep. <laughs> uh, the islands being, you know, uh, destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Just, I know it's CGI, but it, yeah, it's, I have a tough thing with animals dying. Unless they're snakes, you know. I think for for me, the thing that I got annoyed with was that when I watched part of it, I was like, so this is like Jurassic Park 2? Yeah. You know? And and it's funny because I was pointing this out that we, Hollywood right now is doing this thing where it's been remaking films, but under this premise of continuing the franchises, but it's really just kind of like a a, a, a I wouldn't say a thinly veiled remake. And I'm just like, and it's, it started with force awakens. Yeah. You know, force awakens is basically new hope with different characters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, but, but then, you know, the next movies kind of went off the rails. Well, um, the next movie was very empire strikes back. I mean, he even had like a, Oh no, it did. But no, it what I'm planet. Yeah. What I mean is by it's very off the rails is that, you know, you had that and then, you're trying to meet expectations. You're trying to do things differently. And then franchise fans will act a certain way. I mean, we don't have to go over the polarizing opinion of last Jedi. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Um, I feel like people are seeing that a lot now. And now, you know, you get worried. I mean, I don't think dominion is going to be, I mean, I, I enjoyed Jurassic park three. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's entertaining. Um, but you know, I think just think in the end movies are movies, but it's just when it's very obvious, it's kind of like the same premise as the our previous movie. I was like, we, we couldn't do anything different. We had to tread this familiar ground. And I think, um, Angie brought up in a really nice way is that it's, it's very much studios playing it safe. They're like, okay, we're going to have just enough nostalgia, just enough to hook them in. And we're going to do kind of the same thing, but with different people. And we're going to hope they don't get it. And it's just like, how old do you think this audience is? 
Like some of us saw the movie in theaters. Yeah. So, but we can talk about all that another time. Uh, personally, I, I thought the trailer was great. Um, I do recommend both of you check it out. I mean, yeah, it's five minutes, but it's a good five minutes. Yeah. Um, check that out tonight. Yeah, totally. Uh, speaking of trailers, and I have a theory uh, about this trailer. Not not spoilery okay. theory, but industry-wide theory. Uh, okay. did, you, did you see the new Super Pets trailer? I did not, but I've heard interesting things. It looks really good, uh, mm-hmm. but there is a joke in there. Uh, Superman, uh, he he has his, his dog, and uh, you know he Crypto. uses. Yep, uh, he uses I beams to uh, flatten out his shirt. It got wrinkled, and he says, uh, "I ironed my shirt. You can call me Iron Man." And uh, oh, maybe not. So uh, here's here's my thought. You know, you, you have that making a Marvel joke within a DC property. Uh, Eternals was uh, I was told references Superman. Uh, you also have The Rock saying that he wants to merge the two. He wants to do a, a Marvel DC crossover. Could they be peppering in these little things to eventually merge the properties? I, I know us comic fans w- would never want to see that happen, but you know the, the mouse is devouring everything, and and. Uh, I mean, Leo, there was a time when we didn't think Fox would be merged with Disney. There was a time we didn't think Sony was ever going to give up Spider-Man. I mean, they kind of didn't still, but, you know, I think we're just realizing money will make anything possible. (laughs) You know, Um, listen, it is what it is. Personally, if they're going to do that, they better do a really great DC versus Marvel movie. That's all I'm saying. And I agree with Jeremy on that. Like, if they do that, and that is just as epic as we could hope. Eh, who cares? Yeah. So, more fuel, so, more fuel, more fuel. The, more fuel. Totally. So, speaking of fuel, let's talk some comics. Yeah. Indeed. So, uh, Thanksgiving comics. So, how how do you? Where do we start? Because I think I know which one I want to end, but. I think we both know which one we want to end this this this, this little mini review of ours on. Uh, Rich, it's your it's the one you suggested. Um, the you think that's what we one. should end on? I think that's a really I think that's our unexpected note. I don't think anyone expected that. But I, I mean, rip the bandaid off. I mean, you know, if you want to do that, I mean, we could always sandwich it. We have something light. We have then the dark meat. And then, you know, we have something else light. So, you know, it's like a it's like well, a sandwich start... that you know. It's like going to McDonald's. You know, it's going to send you to the bathroom, but you'll still eat it. Yeah. Why don't we start with our inner child mm-hmm. and, and, and think back, young child, mm-hmm. Franklin Richards, the child of Reed and Sue Richards, mm-hmm. the nephew of <clears throat> Johnny Storm, Yep. And adopted nephew of Ben Grimm. You know what? That's a fantastic idea. Let's get Calvin and Hobbes with it. Absolutely. So all right. So we'll do we'll do that. Do you want to do that? That um do you want to do that and then Macy Day Parade? Or see, we don't want to reveal what we're talking about, kids. So we're gonna use code. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's do that. 
that we'll sounds do that, good. and then we'll do um, we'll do dinner, you know, right. and then we'll, we'll we'll end with the feast. Got it. Okay, that sounds good to me. So, I need to state this for the record. First things first. This entire thing just gave me such Calvin and Hobbes vibes the entire time I was reading it. Like, I, I, I just couldn't. And, and, I, and I don't know if that was deliberate, but I thoroughly enjoyed reading this. I have never got to read it. Um, so I think, Rich, was this you? Did you recommend this? Because if um, so, I had you. seen it on the list and I've mm -hmm. always been a Franklin Richards fan. And I think I got poo-pooed on my power pack decision. So that was my second after that. <laughs> we didn't poo-poo it. We just said maybe. Okay. <laughs> Well, it was Louise a... Simonson. I love Louise Simonson. So Louise is great. I've met her a bunch of times. She's she's a doll, mm -hmm. you know. But this was oh god, this was yes. great this, to this read. This was my first time reading this as well, to be honest with you. But I oh, loved yeah. Herbie. Herbie, the classic Herbie from the cartoon sixties, mm -hmm. is where he really started off. Right. And to bring that back, ooh, childhood rushing, rushing right to my soul. So, Leo, what did you think? Uh, this was first time read as well. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely got a Calvin and Hobbes vibe on this. And uh, sorry, that's my alarm. Um, Wind chimes are your alarm? Oh, uh, sorry, the doorbell alarm. Oh. So there's oh, probably okay. it's either my wife coming home or somebody in the front. There's a prowler. Could be. Could be. Uh, yeah, a very Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Uh I wasn't familiar with the Herbie character. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, where, where did he yeah. originate from? Uh, he was a robot. Well. Yeah, it's a robot um, his dad created. Yep, go ahead, For, Drew. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I just, I just, I, I only have seen it briefly because I, I started reading Fantastic Four a little later. Um, yeah, Herbie is a robot, but I, I, Rich, I feel like this one is really more of the '60s, like the one that you refer to, like the television Herbie. Right, right. Yeah. There was a, there was a Fantastic Four uh, animated cartoon in the '60s. You know, Marvel had a bunch of them at the time, all in the same sort of genre and thing. Um, and and Herbie was like he was like an assistant to Reed, and uh, I, I guess at one point he was a caretaker to uh, Young Franklin. So uh, he was just like a cool little robot that could fly around and, you know, could plug into computers and, you know, sometimes he could shoot things. Sometimes he would just, uh, you know, he was stronger than a human. He could like clamp down on stuff and he was a fun character. And, you know, like they haven't used him in years and years and years. So to see that going back from that 60s cartoon, which I'd only seen in flashbacks because I'm not quite that old. Yeah, um, not quite that old. Yeah, 70s I saw when they were redoing those on Saturday and Sundays on WPIX in New York. Yeah, um, I, I, I caught some as well. Uh, I could never, I don't know if they kept on changing the time or, or what, uh, but I, I remember only seeing a couple. I mm -hmm. think you can find some of the stuff on YouTube, Leo. Yeah. You yeah. search around for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, like I said, I, I can't really choose which one was my favorite but they were all great like all of them right right so uh so the premise of this story is uh franklin um 
accidentally walks through a portal to another universe where everyone are everyone are everyone is turkeys everyone are turkeys everyone be turkeys hmm. literally literally i ain't talking no jive hey hey so um but yeah it, it you know like you said very calvin and hobbsy um simple story um you know uh, how does he get back to the to our universe you know, with the help of Herbie, of course and uh at the end of course he's uh does not want to eat turkey because he's all turkeyed out so it's, and, a, it's a cute little holiday story not very long um mm-hmm. cute art and uh you know like i said touch the soul on a, a character that i haven't seen since the 60s and for me i mean i enjoyed all of the stories i mean all of them like i read all Every one of the issue that, that we had, I thought they were all great. And it had a very nice, like I said, Calvin and Hobbes, very simplistic, energetic. You know, you have the straight man and then you have the the uh, the voice of reason. Just, all right, I, I mean, I don't know how many times I got to go through this, but okay, fine. You do your thing. I'm going to be here to catch it when you fall, you know, and say I told you so. But I think for me, it was seeing the turkey versions of the Fantastic Four, that to me was just genius. I mean, like a turkey thing and a turkey, uh, a turkey, a human turkey, uh, <laughs> Mister Mister Turktastic and the Invisible Turkey. You know, like like the feather, the feather four or something like that. Right. You know, they were. It was great, and then. The plot twist is even funnier because it's just like, we'd love to have you for dinner. He's like, sure. And then um, he, he meant they're going to eat you. He's like, yes, I realize that. And then that he meets uh, the turkey version of himself who is exactly like him. You know? Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to touch the, the human, but but what am I going to get to do this? You know? And then he lets him go. And then, oh, my, my mom's going to kill me. You know, my mom's going to roast me. And I'm like, I can't. It's just... Again, this whole comic, I, I thoroughly recommend to anybody. It's light. It's fun. You know, it's very, it's got that Saturday morning cartoon feel to it. Um, and kudos to to the, 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 the writer and artist for it. I believe that's uh, Mark Sumrek and Chris Eopolis. They yep. both did a fantastic job with with this and uh this kind of reminds me i don't know if you guys ever saw like the mini marvels uh chris caruso comics that usually sometimes end up in like mm-hmm. big marvel issues or sporadically in old issues like that very simplistic but thoroughly funny style and i would own this issue just just to add to my it's thanksgiving let's read this story like it's great And if we had to crowbar it? You know, I'm going to give it a straight five. Honestly, this was just perfect. To me, this is just perfect. A nice combo of story and style. You know, it touched all the nice points. It wrapped everything up. It, 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 It was just fun. And I love fun comics. So I'm giving it five. Leo? I uh, I really enjoyed it as well. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Uh, 
Uh, you know, I, I loved Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid and just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, uh, it was good. It was good. All right. And I will cap off with a flat four. Okay. Just, uh, it was enjoyable, but not enough bang for me. All right. It's fine. So next we will be reviewing da- Daredevil 178. Or as I like to call it, why you don't invite Matt Murdock to Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, just real quick, I made note of something. Where the hell is it? Okay, so Daredevil 178, the that is titled Paper Chase. This was published in January of 82. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's notable because Frank Miller, uh, yes, everybody, the artist formerly known as Frank Miller was still doing the artwork and the story for that. So you can read this and remember that, you know, there was greatness once in this man. Um, and before there was, I'm sorry, but I, I, I've read too much of your later work and I can't Frank anymore. I can't. Um, no, but I mean, I mean, this was also a really great read. I mean, I haven't read much of Frank Miller's Daredevil. I think the only thing I ever read was was um, Daredevil Year One, which was essentially Batman Year One, but with Daredevil. Um, but again, you 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 cannot ignore Frank Miller's contribution to this character. Just even this one issue, I mean, it's just so jam packed, but it's still very much. A nice testament to how old structure allowed for multiple storylines to go on at the same point and still be wrapped up near the end. So, just real quick, uh, a question as the uh, non-intelligent person here. No one, no one said that. No one said that. Uh, I, I'm busting. I'm busting. Uh, okay, so, so. Is it normal for there to be this much killing in a Marvel comic? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially oh, yeah. Daredevil comic. Lots yeah. of ninjas died. Lots of the blood, the hand dies. Lots there's of the a, henchmen die. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, Leo, there's a ton of cannon fodder in, in Daredevil. Like, you cannot imagine how many, just reading one, how many hand ninjas we have seen slain. Um it, and I yeah. noticed that uh, it didn't really like you see the uh, the stab here. It's it's orange blood, and then mm-hmm. a lot of the stabs is it's just you see poking through the shirt. Yeah, of course they got to get they gotta they gotta make it. Uh, they probably got to get through some sort of rating there. Yeah, well, you know, back then um, we still had the comics code, so you had to. They still got they still had murder, but there was a limited amount of what they could show. And this is also 82, Leo. So this is when comics, you start to see hints of the darkness that would then become ultimately synonymous, as, as Jeremy pointed out, with with comics. I mean, just this is 82. In three years, we're going to have Watchmen, and that's going to change the game. Yeah. You know, right. and you got to also remember, um, sorry, uh, sorry, Rich. I've just been with the, you got to remember, um, Alan Moore was a contemporary of Frank Miller. I mean, I remember reading a story um, of them after a convention 
where they were just firing back stories between each other. So just imagine Alan Moore sitting across from Frank Miller and they're just throwing Superman stories back and forth. And um, Alan Moore won, funny enough, by pitching uh, the end-all be-all, which was Superman in hell. And I was just like, yeah, if anybody's going to pitch that, it's going to be Alan Moore. (laughs) Did Um, that ever get written? Oh, yeah. I don't know if Alan Moore wrote it, but I definitely know that Superman has been to hell, which does not sound like something you'd ever think would be said, but DC wasn't afraid to go there eventually. Um, So essentially, just to summarize, there are three stories in this one. You have one, which is an audition. Oh, uh, just real real quick. Superman uh, issue 666, published October 2007. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. There was also Batman 666, which had a similar thing. That was the Batman in, in Bethlehem thing with Damien and deals with the devil and shit. So, yeah, makes sense. Um, so there are three p- stories in this. You have an audition, you have a blackmail case, and you have simply paying rent. So, right. Yeah. And uh, I want to add that the gravitas is not um, impressed here because you don't realize what a character that Electra is going to become in Matt Murdock's life at this point. And Mm -hmm. she's not dead at this point. And this is, again, in 1982, 83, 82. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're talking about 92, you know, it's 40 years ago. Right. So, you know, and and the character of Electra has evolved so much over the years. So um, I I, I just felt it was important for the people that don't know uh, that this was a pretty integral issue. I would also like to point out there are two things in this scene that in this comic, well, three that I thoroughly enjoyed. First thing one is that you have, again, Matt Murdock foiling criminals without revealing that he's daredevil so he plays the like oh it's a new office oh i'm so sorry oh i'm so sorry oh i oh i'm so sorry um but no leo leo Leo, flip back because i have to address that that one scene okay i'm sorry i have never felt more called out in my life than the scene where uh foggy is meeting with luke cage and danny rand and he is trying not to be tempted by the pizza (laughs) <laughs> and and just the part like where'd the last light go uh, I was like um, okay uh, and even then, with the, the anchovies uh, just no 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 here's the thing I draw the line of anchovies oh, yeah. it, it's more just the pizza um, but and then later on when he said it was like it was like yeah man it was like man I bought you another pie you know I was like that is 100% something that I would say to somebody like I, I said, I was sorry. I bought you more slices. <laughs> but now, Drew, this is a very important question. Mm-hmm. Will you go California? Will you go pineapple and ham? Never. God, no. You don't know what you're no. missing. You know, listen, Rich. You are entitled to your opinion, and I respect Absolutely. it, even if even if it's an abomination. Right. That's right, right, fine. Right. You can have all the pineapple on all of the pizza. And you yeah, want yeah. me? Listen, I'm... and I love a classic cheese slice from New York. Don't get that's me wrong. Fine. Uh, that's fine. That's I king. will stick 
with my I'll stick like here's the thing. I used to be just a strictly cheese pizza guy. I have evolved to Sicilian <laughs> to mushroom. Um, right, nice, nice. Pepperoni isn't horrible now. I mean, I, I really don't like it, but you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, and then even the cheeseless slices, you know, uh, those are also delicious. Like I'm getting hungry now, so um, so now I'm kind of foggying it right now. And then and then the other great moment was you you have literally a superhero fight at the Macy's Day Parade. I was like, wow. You know, just great. Um, There he is, Kermit. Poor Kermit. Yep. So, and then even, like, again, what I just enjoy is, like, normally it is cold as hell at 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 the Thanksgiving Parade. Luke Cage is just sitting there with an unbuttoned shirt. Like, yeah, what's going on? Are you? Yes, I am. Are you? No. Like, you just see the difference in personality. You have Luke Cage. You're like, yeah, I'm showing off. Darian was like, no, go away. Like, you can see why they're best friends. Um, Opposites attract. Mm-hmm. But what I also enjoy is that, again, like, you still have the very realism. You have corrupt politicians, you have um, corrupt cops, you have death, murder, all this stuff, but it's still woven so well into the story. So, you know, you just, again, you're just like, well, that's Daredevil. Right. And this is a great interaction and fight. And it, it when it comes to when they finish is kind of Daredevil was just kind of like, it felt like he was just testing Danny Rand. Oh, he totally was. Um, and because when it was time for him that he needed to go do what he did, he just bounced. I feel like again, also this this to me said showed like Frank Miller's love of of kung fu movies because this is very much a martial arts thing, you know one one master challenging another master to see what they got. Right. So what move, <laughs> what, what move do you call that? Ducking. Oh yeah, that was great. Huh? It seems to work for you. Um. <laughs> And also, I'm sorry. Uh, the worst hand, the worst payoff in history. Hi, I'm just gonna give you. Uh, I'm just gonna give you your payment during a parade, and then a kid's like, "Oh, candy!" I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, you've got to be the worst blackmailer in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and then the kid's like. This is bad candy. I broke one of my teeth. My one of my teeth on it. I'm like, oh my god, why? <laughs> it's gonna be fun retrieving that. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Got a strainer, as they say. Um, <laughs> but you know, and even at the end with the, the oh yeah, let's let's see those checks. Um, yeah. Lot of lot of lot of paper out there. But. Um, so like I said, this was definitely entertaining. Um, I feel like it's the only thing that detracts from it, in my opinion, is the fact that you aren't reading Daredevil. So it's just like the weight of like, again, because we're Marvel fans, we know what's in store for Dare for Elektra. So the fact of her meeting with Kingpin is a big freaking deal, you know, because that's what's going to lead her to, 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 uh, confront Daredevil originally. Um, but if you, if you've never read that, you'd be like, okay, well, 
like again, like Rich said, the gravita of this moment would be lost. Absolutely, and and I think Drew, if you know the storyline, um, mm -hmm. I'd love to get it on rotation at some point. Um, oh, totally, especially for Leo when she's first resurrected, and they bring oh, yeah. in Stick and the White mm -hmm. Ninjas is such a beautiful, powerful story, Leo. And I look forward to introducing that to you. Yes. Can't wait. Yep. It's not Star Wars, but it'll do, Leo. <laughs> um, all right. So for this, um, I'm going to give it a four. Again, it's it's a good story. I mean, it's nice to see Frank Miller's artwork back before it got really too cartoony. Um fighting at the Macy Day Parade with a bunch of superheroes that would eventually all work together. And I was like, okay, cool. It's all four for me. And Leo? Yeah. Um, I'll give it a three and a half. You know, it, it was, uh, it was okay. It, it, it's, it, you know, I, I didn't love it. Um, but it's, I haven't read too much Daredevil. So it's uh, I did enjoy, you know, him trying to keep his secret identity, you know, secret, uh, you know, jumping down the the elevator shaft. But some of it seemed a little goofy to me. Um, and then, yeah, that end scene with her meeting Kingpin, that's totally lost on me because I don't know the storyline. So if I knew more, I'd probably rate it better. But uh, yeah, for me that's right fine. now, 3.5. OK, Rich. And uh, I'm gonna go 4.5. Okay. The, it's kind of a four, but it gets the extra 25 for the gravitas and the extra quarter for just the cool interaction uh, between Daredevil and uh, Iron Fist. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's that. So we've 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 passed that course. Now 50% of our Thanksgiving reading is done. Hey. Uh, now. We're going to interrupt this lightheartedness for some very dark storytelling. Um, oh, oh, we're doing the dark one? Yeah, we're going to do the dark one. Okay. No one would expect us to do the dark one. So, Especially me, since we, we mentioned the order we were going to do it. I know. We're switching things up. Wild card, Leo. Jeez. On the fly. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sometimes you got to adjust with the technical gigads uh, and... Spinners. Oh, it's okay. I, I had them all prepped anyway, so we're all good. So, first things first, it is such a pleasure to reread these old comics because this is, in my mind, such a forgotten part of comics, the old school horror comics. And just to remind yourself that this is as pivotal to the evolution of comics as Spider-Man, Superman, and all the other heroes. It's just so great. And again, for a short story, this is better than some anthology issues that you see today. Like just fantastic. So I think Rich, was this you again too? This was you, right? It, it, it was, it was. I, I, I actually lobbied pretty hard for this one. Yeah, what? Why and I you... never, I had never read it. It was just based on the description of the story. Why don't you take well, this one then? Well, I, I don't know if I should give the description of the story because that kind of ruins the twist at the end. I mean, if you want to like just summarize it without giving it away, I mean that is possible. Like it's, it's an execution, but from a yeah, perspective uh... that we wouldn't expect. 
All right. So it, it, it's, 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 yeah. All right. I might as well say what, what drew me in. Uh, so it's it, like Drew just said, it is, as you can see, the executioner, but is an executioner story from the perception of a turkey. Dun, dun, dun. I would like to point out I'm still going to eat so much turkey on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So this did yeah. not ruin my appetite. I just want to say that. But it was pretty interesting seeing that perspective. And you legitimately thought it was a person right until the end. And I thoroughly loved it. I mean, guys, you realize this is a five-page story. And it is beautifully done. Oh, totally. I, I just uh, want to say this was written by Stan Lee. And uh, the artist was, uh, looks like, uh, Miriam Fass. And this was released March 6th, 1953. Jeez. Y'all want to talk about a throwback. Here you go. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I, I have to concur. Uh, horror comics of this caliber are are like a, a forgotten art, and this was so beautiful. The writing was so perfect, and the art, even even for the time, it was great art. And uh, it, it was such a, I don't know, I, I it was like the darkness, and. The creativeness was just, it, it touched me. That's all I could say. I guess that's the best way to describe it. It just touched me in, in, in a deep and profound way. And to see that you, you're doing this story where you think a guy is being killed and they start off, oh, and they circle the calendar. It's going to be on the 26th. And he's like, I'm living in a cage. I have, my food is given to me through a, a hole. Uh, when I'm sleeping, rats eat the food that I don't eat. Um, and, and you're like, oh, this is a guy and he's, he's about to die, you know, back in the day. And there's the executioner until you see the executioner's ax fall and there's a turkey head on the floor. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's just hands down again, just superb storytelling, um, the ambiance, the narration, the twist. I mean, I mean, M. Night, stay away from this. Okay? Like, don't know. Maybe Hitchcock, but not M. Night. Um, no, honestly, this is another great example of a short story that really puts a different twist on the holiday. And because you never really think about that. Like, what would the turkeys be thinking? You know? Um, but honestly, I... What a great, great unexpected thing. And that's the best thing you can do when you have, when you're talking about things like this, you just have to throw in a big old ugly monkey wrench like this and just throw off everyone's perception. So well done, Rich. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, Leo, our super positive partner in crime. Yes. What is your perception of this oh my. short story? <laughs> I Okay, th this here really—it's—it it, was definitely it, really, up. it did, it did. It, it's really morbid. Just the <laughs> description, you know. Just okay. I, I have to read some of this because this here 
Stan Lee did some amazing work, but just, you know, I'm a very visual person. So reading this, like visualizing what's happening, it, it, it just, it messed me up, you know? And uh, so the door of your prison swings open and there he stands, your executioner. The executioner places your head on the chopping block. He raises his ax. Then you hear it swishing down. You feel it cutting through the flesh of your neck. And just before your head falls to the ground, you look up at the face of your murderer and you wonder how things happen in a civilized world. And you wonder why slaughtering always takes place on a day called Thanksgiving. Just just the visual of it, you know, of the turkey, you know, just looking up as his head is falling, you know, just it, it's bizarre, but, you know, super morbid. Leo, I got chills when you were reading that. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. And I'm, I'm, I'm straight up. This is five. This is a five all day. Same here. Five. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right. Five is all around, everyone. Yeah, we, we rarely agree like this. This is this is strong. strong. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I highly, Leo, what was the name of this comic? So this is Uncanny Tales number nine. Yeah, if you uh, guys can find this, this is only one story in that book. But that whole book is filled with dark, wonderful stories. I'm ready. I'm, uh, if there's a Christmas one, well, let's ruin, let's ruin Leo's holidays. 2021. Well, the, the, there is a story called Rudolph's Racket, but I, I don't oh, think that's Christmas. God. Yeah. No, that could be. It's, it's probably about cocaine. <laughs> you know, red noses and stuff. All right. So let's 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 redeem some of the, the, the holiday with the nice one, which was my recommendation, which somebody here, not this one. Somebody here thought, oh, it's a little cliche, but I'm like, you know what? Some cliches are great. But before we get to that, um, I have to ask, gentlemen, do you have anything that you like to think is mandatory uh, Thanksgiving watching material? Well, for our family, uh, normally either the day after Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving meal, mm -hmm. uh, my wife needs to watch, watch Elf. And I normally watch that with her. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Elf, she'll, she'll watch Elf literally like about 20 times between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a great movie. I feel oh. like I should tell her. Can you tell her that I actually do own a Buddy the Elf costume? I've cosplayed as that. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I will totally dress. <laughs> Leo's going to hire you for her next birthday party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will totally. Listen, I, I did the whole thing. I even had maple syrup. Oh, nice. You know, you know. <laughs> And I did this tights and all that. It was, it was yeah. I'll send you a photo, Leo, as proof. It was funny. Yeah. Um, Rich, what about you? Um, well, when I was a kid, it was definitely the Macy's Day's Parade. Mm -hmm. But as I've gotten older, nothing that's year after year. Um, I think this year in our Friendsgiving, we have a friend that's been... Uh, very behind the time, but still is a super Marvel. So we're actually going to end up watching the last two Avengers movies because he has never seen them. Nice. Nothing like as crazy as that sounds. That's all good. So you guys are all missing out because there are, in my mind, three 
essential uh, Thanksgiving Day things that you should definitely watch. The first uh, one. Can being, I guess one? Yes. Turbo Man. No, actually. Oh, okay. that, is, that to me is actually more of a Christmas movie. But okay. I do always say that that is on the list. Yeah. There are three Thanksgiving films that are automatically necessary. The first one is Garfield Thanksgiving. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you haven't lived till you've seen John literally bore a date to, to sleep. And then grandma comes in and basically pulls off the Thanksgiving. I mean, when that lady pulls out a chainsaw to do the turkey, I was like, I'm, I'm done. And then on top of it, one of my favorite voice actors of all time, Lorenzo Music as Garfield, is just perfect. That man, dear God, was taken too soon. I can only imagine how much more fun he would have been. Um, two is one all of you probably have watched. That would be Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah. There we go. John Candy. John Candy, Steve Martin, one of his favorite movies. Thanksgiving, totally themed. Uh, it's a wonderful movie. I never get tired of watching it. And I do think that that was probably the least Brat Packian of the John Hughes movies. But God, it's great. I mean, now, that, mm -hmm. John Candy wasn't supposed to be in that, right? He He like showed up. Isn't there some weird story about that? Something like that. I mean... I like I said, I the being that that was the person that John Hughes co collaborated with the most, I'm pretty sure that that part was written. I do know that it is one of Steve Martin's favorite movies he's ever done. Um, so thank you, Jeremy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sidebar before you jump on your third holiday one because mm -hmm. I just watched mm -hmm. a Steve Martin movie last night. And if you haven't seen it in a long time, My Blue Heaven, thank oh, you. Oh my yes. god, it's amazing. I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's not I super deep, but but it just makes me giggle. Oh no, it's listen. And it, Steve it, Martin doing an Italian gangster. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is it's comical it's, in itself. It's yeah. amazing, and then him paired with Rick Moranis, it's mm -hmm. it's magic. It's magic. I mean, I mean that awesome movie is so amazingly quotable. Like I'm I'm I now need to watch that this week, just because so I could just. What was that? That's horrible. No, listen. Can you look at something else? Okay, yes. We understand you're not open to this. If you were open to this, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Or other one is that capisque? Are you trying to say capiche? Okay, can you not? Because it hurts my ears when you do it. <laughs> wow. I, I, you haven't I, seen I, that in a long time. That's damn good, Drew. I, I listen. That that taught me that with, with when it's a pretty woman, you can somehow learn how to... Even Rick Moranis can learn how to salsa... And merengue, uh, just just in, in one in one montage. But Drew, what is the uh, what is it? What is the it? third? No, is it, what's the the light bulb? Oh, um, it's the joke. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, gonna fuck the joke up. So, but if you know it, do it. Oh, I totally do. <laughs> what's the difference between a pregnant woman and a light bulb? You can unscrew a light bulb. See what I'm talking about? No sense of humor whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, you have you have Rick Moranis, you have Steve Martin, you have Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack, yeah. Um, you have Daniel Stern is the mm -hmm. shitty ex-husband. Right. Um, you have a bunch of people who like I, I I don't remember the actors. I know movies I've seen them in. I feel like I've seen some of them, 
Um, you have that. Uh, fuck. Um, he's one of those really spectacular old men in movies. Yeah, the guy who owns the pet store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know his name you, either, but he's been in yeah, a ton you of. You know things. exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, face is all like, oh, <laughs> you dirty rat. I already said that. Yeah, well, I say it better. Oh God. Um, yeah, that, and I think that there's one scene in it where they're talking about they're all witness protection guys from the mob, and they're sitting talking about Italian food, and someone's like, "I drove 45 miles to a place that I heard had good marinara sauce." And please, I was like, "I can't." That is like the most Italian thing ever. Like that is very much. I feel like that would be something on my dad's side of the family would say. Just be like, please. Um, now, minus that wonderful tangent, which everybody, all of the movies we've talked about, please go out and see. Rent, buy, Amazon, whatever. The third one, which is a personal classic favorite of mine that I recently have now have and will watch this season, Son-in-Law, starring Holly Shore yes. and Carlo Gino. That's Holly Shore. <laughs> Going to the Midwest for Thanksgiving. I remember the movie, but it's it, I don't remember it being memorable. Pauly Shore movies, in my opinion, grow on you. I've always been a fan of Biodome, even though it is by no case a good movie. Yeah, um, it's fun. I've always been a fan of Encino Man, which, again, yes. it should not work, but it does, because it was early 80s. And Honestly, son-in-law, I thoroughly enjoyed just simply because his, you know, what's up, buddy? You know, the wheeze, the, the whistle, playing the farmer, you know, um, it was great. And I mean, this is still the height of Pauly Shore's popularity, so you know, it wasn't depressing. yeah, kind of died down after that, right? Oh, yeah. It, in the nineties, like, when after I would say jury duty, yeah, uh, it started really. I, I don't think I even saw jury duty. I think the last one I saw was like in the army now or something. Yeah, like yeah, though jury duty in the army, those are the last two of that era because after that it was just no thank you. Yeah, but son-in-law is another great one because. Again, you have very California surfer bud is in the Midwest trying to adapt to farmer life. And you've got, again, all actors that I've seen in other movies, but I cannot for the life of me remember their names. Like I know the guy who played the coach of the Hawks in Mighty Ducks is the dad. Um, well, he, he was also the judge in... Uh... He's also the lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, lawyer. Uh, yeah. Utes. Yeah. Oh, Utes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, he was in there. Uh, Carla Gugino has not aged, and she is beautiful regardless, no matter what. And fun fact, the tat, uh, that's a, also another great reference, uh, the tattoo guy in the parlor that's Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I'm telling you, guys, those three, in my mind, are quintessential Thanksgiving films to watch and remember and 
Why not? But you know, if you want, you know, if you have your own traditions, why not? You know, continue watching Elf Leo. Um, but <laughs> no, honestly, I those are three movies that are very Thanksgiving centric. And I will have a similar rant when we get to Christmas movies, because I have so many theories about those, because I'm very passionate about that. Um, but with my reviews out of the way, let's talk about the next comic, which was one of my selections. Well, before we do that, I just want to say awesome picks, Drew. Uh, Thank you. you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I love all three of those movies. And uh, yeah, really, well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, just like, Just like in Star Wars, a lot of movie minutes died to give me that information. So, without further ado, JSA 54. Um, the window. Thank you, Rich. Now I know where, <laughs> now I know exactly what, what's on your mind in Thanksgiving. Well, I, it's a dead center in the comic. That wasn't done on purpose. I didn't do that. So, um, Minus the juvenile opinions of one of my candidates, and don't get me wrong, I yeah, totally thought yeah. the same thing. Um, this is one of my favorites because it actually is based on a great tradition in DC Comics that the JSA, the Justice Society of America, would have an annual Thanksgiving dinner. Now, this story follows a crossover that they had with the JLA called Vice and Virtue. So you will have one event um, which is the, the JLA, JSA, all having one big meal. So that's a lot of superheroes under one thing. And this is all Jeff Johns. This is his, during his era of JSA. And I got to be honest with you, this thing to me felt less like a, an issue. And it was more like what really would happen if superheroes celebrated Thanksgiving. I mean, it's got... Oh, totally, totally. It's got fights. It's got drama. It's got... Every character has a little great moment and even recipe sharing, you know, yeah, everything. And thoroughly, I honestly, this is one of my favorite things to read near Thanksgiving. It never gets old. Um, I've even reviewed it for Screen Rant at one point. Um, and there's just so many beautiful little moments here that I thoroughly enjoy. Uh, so before I go to my favorites, what did you guys think? Uh, they should have just uh, titled this, and this is going to spoil it, though. Uh, Batman's always right. That should have been. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Big old Batman being right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, you know, in reading this, it's definitely, there was definitely a lot of heart behind it, you know, where it, it is really encompassing a lot of, you know, the, the regular family discussions. Mm-hmm. You know, that normally happen, you know, uh, with a large group together, except you have, you know, somebody getting thrown out of window, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I found it, you know, uh, adding quite a bit of realism to, you know, unrealistic, um, uh, proportions. No, no, <laughs> uh, you're looking at the wrong character. Um, but so no, totally. So Rich, what did you think? Yeah, well, the the beauty of this comic is what you've both said already, is that it's what the heroes would be like in a relaxed format, just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a ton of 
great interactions between characters that we probably wouldn't ordinarily see interact together. Definitely mm-hmm. not in a chill holiday festive locale. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it, it, despite my reluctance to do this, it was fun to read. I have to admit. Um, so yeah. thank you, Drew. You're um, welcome. I, 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 you know, it, it is that there, that cover is such a classic holiday cliche that I probably will see, um, on Facebook and Instagram for the next two weeks. Oh, 100%. I'm going to repost it later. So um. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, yeah. So I have to ask guys, what are some of your favorite moments? Because I have two of my interactions. Um, so I, before, since I'm the one recommended, I will be last. So I really have to know which two stood out the most to, to you, you two, four. Well, to me, um, Ted uh, getting bounced uh, because they're trying to um, talk about Thanksgiving and what, you know, the Indians getting slaughtered and genocide mm-hmm. and all that. And Ted steps up like, hey, I'm American. You can't talk about America like that. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, and she tosses him the hell out the window. And Good old I mean, power. Saved by Superman, and they make a joke. Well, it's Ted. He's a cat. He'll always land on his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was super fun to me. Um, and that's yeah. right at the beginning, so it's like. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to say it's between what we're seeing right here between Doctor Midnight and Dinah, right but it could also be tied with Batman and Mister Terrific. So that's a it's a tough one. So, you know, I'm going to say more the emotional thing um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, Batman is just, you know, everyone always picks Batman. So I'm going to go with the Dinah and Dr. Midnight thing with the, I guess at some point he must have thought that something was going on with them and she didn't really see it that way. And I I think my favorite was, he, like he said it himself, he's like, yeah, I can do all these things, but relationships, no. No, fuck no. What about you, Leo? Well, uh, I was going to pick the Dinah and Dr. Midnight myself, uh, but since you did, uh, Rich, I will definitely go with the Batman. Uh, but I just have to say that the line, uh, it's the fishnets. It's always the fishnets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we'll definitely, yeah. uh, definitely, you know, Batman, you know, trying to, you know, th- there's one like in the beginning where it looks like he, they're trying to, he looks like he's smiling a little bit, but it's just, it's definitely a smirk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the interactions with, with, uh, Batman, you know, obviously cause it comes to fruition, you know, he's always right. Is, uh, don't you love that he's searching for a problem? He's like, yeah, is, is everything okay in Arkham? And, and, uh, and like, what about any anomalies in earth too? I was like, Oh my God, you really are searching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and my other one is the sharing of recipes. I, I, I just love that. It's just a really good, uh, you know, um, family discussion there. It is just, yeah. I think you got to also love Hawkman getting mad at Green Arrow. Yes. For catching oh, him in the act. And, and Green Arrow just like, why'd you all dress up? And he's like dressed normally. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, for once. <laughs> um, okay, so I have three. Um, so I'm going to cheat. So I have three. Uh, one is I love 
Stargirl complaining about sitting at the kids' table. And oh, yeah. and 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 uh Captain Marvel, who again, I'm sorry, like I know he's called Shazam now. I have no problem calling him Captain Marvel. I need to state that for the record. Because if I talk about him, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but regardless. Um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're sitting at the kid table, and he's like, Aren't you a kid? And he's like, Ixnay on the id K, you know, because they don't know. And then you have Impulse and Jakeen Thunder, who they had a great scene before they're both saying how school is bullshit and you had um jay garrick like hey like he's pulling a captain America, like language um that was stupendous like they're like oh hey look we do the mashed potatoes i'm like oh my god why is courtney sitting at this table like these <laughs> these like you have bart allen you have jakeen thunder like i was like no matter who at they're 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 young boys they're gonna act like idiots it's just common sense um, I gotta say, I love when the villains just pop up out of nowhere and they're talking their big game and then they see everybody covered in food and they're like, um, there's a bit more than I was like, that's two, four. Yeah. This, you know, we, we should go. We interrupted their meal. And then you have the next page, Leo, with just a beautiful full pager. Leo, next, next page. Oh, look at God. I said next page, not the ending. Back. Oh, oh. That. It really is a monkey behind the keyboard today. No. Get, what? Go, one, what? More. 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 Stab. Uh, no, he went too far. The, the, there's, only the, there's only these two. No, it's that. That, that, yeah, stop. that one. Stop. Yeah. That one. That's all the heroes. The all the heroes and the bad guys in the middle. That's yeah. where I had it in the beginning. Yeah, all of them covered in food surrounding them. Like, it's like, again, it's like, wow, that was stupid. Um, that, and then right next to it, delivering all of these pizzas. Because dinner's and, You know, and they're just, yep, here's the key to change. And then, uh, hey, do you want your free breadsticks? No and I was like, tonight. Yeah. yeah. Of course, of course, Batman's paying for it. Of course, yeah. you know, um, because he's but, Batman, yeah. And then, of course, he got to the you want to say it, you want to say it, and look, told you so. <laughs> like, again, this is this is still one of the my favorite holiday themed comics, it never gets old, and it's just fun. And again, uh, very often. You see comics where you have your your characters are established without a family, and then you realize a family is inevitable because you're gonna have all these people with the same like-minded interests. Of course, they're gonna get together, they're gonna hang, they're gonna drink beers, and they're gonna talk about stuff. That's just humanity. You know, it's inevitability. And I always liked that the JSA had that tradition, but it's still very much a human tradition. There's the drama, there's the drunk relatives, there's the fighting about politics, religion, whatever current events and whatnot. But then eventually you all sit down, you have your meal, you enjoy the good company of each other, and then you wait for someone else to say something stupid. You know, and then you just make sure, yeah, exactly. Then you just make sure you have your container for Tupperware uh, for leftovers and you get out a good hour. So, um, I'm feeling very grateful today. So I'm going to give this again another five because I thoroughly enjoyed this. 
um, which no surprise there. So that's a five for me, five turkeys. So and, uh, I'm going to go with a 4.33 turkeys. 4.33. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a solid four and a half. Okay. This is pretty well liked. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, Jeremy want to know, anybody have any dramatic family holidays? Any crazy drunk relatives? Oh, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to I've got one. I've got one. But, but if Drew wants to go first, go ahead. No, no, I'm going to abstain from mine. Okay. Mine, no. So um, I, I can do this, especially since um, I don't talk to this aunt anymore and have it in many, many years. Uh, so I used to have an aunt that would, every time we would go to a family, at some point it used to be my grandmother that cooked all the time. But at right. some point she got too old and we started going to restaurants and my aunt would drive the wait staff crazy. So at the age of 14, um, I think I tucked away, whether it was birthday money or something like that, I think I had like 20 bucks in my pocket. And at mm -hmm. the beginning of dinner, we got there, and I remember right away, uh, there, there wasn't good ice in her water, um, or, the, or the ice wasn't big enough or cold enough. It, it, was, it was always an issue. And uh, so I remember running to meet the waiter when he went to get breadsticks or something like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. take this $20. Please don't spit in our food. And he just laughed. And I said, my aunt is a horror show. And I'm really sorry. And this is money in advance. So you don't spit in our food. <laughs> and that is my family holiday story. Oh, you know what? Leo, I'm, I'm good. That's it. Can't we're done. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Can't Bye. stop that one. <laughs> no, God, no. That that is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, I, I. Yeah, she was the queen of all Karens before Karens existed. Listen, I, I it's funny because I actually have an aunt who's similarly dramatic, um, but I'm not going to go there because that is that is a. Yeah, yeah. That is a second. That's a well of fire snakes that we're not gonna open. Let's yeah, just put yeah. it that way. Um, but no, and I'm just gonna say, um, because I feel like we're, we're wrapping this up. I just want to also say, because you know, this is we're not gonna see each other after it. I'm very thankful to that we're still doing this. Um, yeah, it's been a been almost a, a full year. Yeah, it's been a nice couple of months. Every Tuesday, coming on, doing this with y'all. We reviewed a lot of books. We had some laughs. Somehow, people thought we were good enough to get an award. That won't happen again. Um, very thankful to be part of this. You guys are great, even though we're all so different. But isn't that a good thing? Yeah, very good. Thing. Of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Well said, Drew. Well said. Uh, Crazy stories. Uh, uh, Jeremy says, if you have a uh, family, hug them. If you have friends, hug them. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. And to you too, buddy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We're stuffed with your comments. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to wish everybody a, an awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, definitely be safe over the next several days. And, uh, mm -hmm. And immediately following Thanksgiving, uh, happy Hanukkah, because it starts early this year. 
immediately yeah, after Thanksgiving. Mazel tov to all of y'all. Totally. So, totally. Yeah, so. We, so essentially, everyone, we will be back uh, next week. I have no idea what we're doing, but you'll find out. Um, yes, Jeremy, you are the Wu Tang clan of comments. Ain't nobody gonna <laughs> fuck with that. Shimmy, uh, shimmy, y'all. Shimmy, shimmy, yay. Indeed. Um, so, everybody, like we said, like the monkey behind the keyboard said, we're here. But thank you so much for deciding that this is how you spend your Tuesday nights or whatever the hell you're watching this. We appreciate you. Um, Tell your friends, the more people we get, the more funding we could get, and maybe we could get paid. Who knows? Um, well, we're working and, on some and, stuff. I, I, I got to clue and, you guys in on some stuff. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, there's stuff. There's stuff. So, again, basically, we'll be back next week. We'll be rocking some stuff. It'll be cool. Until then, everybody, eat up, wear sweatpants, because, you know, the elastic. Um, watch your movies. Enjoy time with whomever you call your family and um, be excellent to each other and party on dudes. Party on. Party on. Well, with that, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Peace out. Happy holidays. Guys, have a great holiday. You too, my friend. <laughs>